Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and we are flying solo today. All right, little disclaimer. I don't know if it's a disclaimer. I'm trying a new tool today. It's TriCast, and it's T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T. Usually to do the solo shows, I use Zencaster. And unfortunately, I've had a couple recordings where with the guest, they were kicked out or they got silent or I got silent. And so this looks great. I've heard great things about this. And so I thought, why not? Right? Still in the free trial. And it's even cheaper. You gotta love that. So anyways, we're gonna go deep. So I better jump into this because (laughs) I was writing the show notes out for this. And uh, it's about almost just shy of 2,500 words. Now I want to go back I think it was like 2466. I think I need to go add 34 more words to hit the 2500 word mark. Oh, the competitor in me. I am prepared with beverages. Beverages. Uh, I was so tempted to make a third cup of coffee. I'm like, I don't think you need that. It's 1145 in the morning. We'd be wide awake all day. Okay, we're going to jump in, guys. Today's episode is my own FOMO, as in fear of missing out, a physical product, and Kickstarter. This is episode 20 of the Kim Doyle Show. So let's just jump in, guys. I don't know about you, but I know I am not the only person who is just a wee bit floored that we're down to only seven weeks left in 2018. I just, this year has flown by, thankfully, because in many ways it's been a rough year, but it's also kind of been an amazing year all at the same time. So, you know, in many ways, I think this year has prepared me for everything that's coming in 2019 and moving forward in a good way. So it's really about clarity for me because the clarity I have my business right now is unlike anything else I have ever felt. And besides the obvious that I know how I'm feeling, right? What I'm doing and the the level of focus that I'm applying right now (laughs) is almost not surprising me, but I'd break my arm if I didn't stop patting myself on the back like, good, you're doing it, getting it done. And I'm always somebody who implements you guys. It's not that I don't, but I'm sure like many of you, I'm my own worst critic, right? And I think the best explanation of this is a quote by Victor Hugo. And the quote is, nothing is as powerful as an idea whose time has come. And you just, you know, right? This So bear with me this first half-ish, might be a little woo-woo, but it just is what it is, guys. And so let's jump into this, (laughs) what this is, right? But first of all, my guess is that many of you experience something similar on your own entrepreneurial journey, right? The path is never straight. You've had great ideas before, you've executed on them, but they don't live up to your hopes and expectations. Or here's another one, and I'm, (laughs) I don't know which one's worse, not, not that it matters. More than the lack of hopes or expectations, they actually came to fruition. But before you knew it, you were tired of that idea or thing, right? As soon as it got off the ground. And a little side note on that, 
where I have experienced that element personally is when stuff takes too long. I kind of feel like I might be a little bit of a truck driver, so forewarning. <laughs> I almost said shit takes too long. But when we take too long to get something to market, right? You've heard the just ship it, do it, all that stuff. You have to find the balance to, to getting comfortable with the discomfort of pulling the trigger on something and the whole perfectionism, right? There's a happy medium there because you don't want to throw garbage out. At the same time, the longer you wait, someone may do it for you. I mean, for you instead of you, right? So in many ways, I feel like what I'm doing now and I'm stepping into, actually, it's not just at this very moment, but is kind of what I was supposed to be doing all along. And I'm not saying this from the place of, oh, I should have done this sooner, but more from the place of everything else was supposed to happen because it brought me here. The experiences, knowledge, wins, losses, all of it. It was exactly what I needed so that I could fully step into this next phase of my life and business. And I've said this so many times, you guys, but I, I really think the clarity through the doing is something that is so severely lacking in the entrepreneurial space on, and that's a broad statement, obviously, but to the point where so many people think, I want to start this, and they think it's all just going to come to them, right? Like you're going to create a plan, you're going to create a strategy, and it's and it's going to happen as opposed to, I have an idea, I'm going to start executing. It may take me, you know, down the right path, it may take me down the left path, but you keep, it's crazy, you guys, just that implementation, and I'm not here to scream, do the work, but... I always get clarity when I'm trying stuff, when I'm implementing it, as opposed to being sold on an idea or a process, right? What was it a month and a half ago, a couple months ago, maybe, that I did that, a live stream that was, you know, nothing is dead and, and everything works when it comes to tactics and strategies online. It, it just yesterday, I saw someone saying, oh, you know, chatbots, haha, they were supposed to be all the rage, they're going to go away. You guys, they're not going away. You don't have to want to do them. You don't have to want to implement, well, I just said that you don't have to want to implement them. You don't have to implement them, period. You don't have to do email marketing. It's all it's your business, you get to decide. But whatever strategy it is, and you've heard me preach this, the fundamentals come first. And then you try tactics. And just keep in mind that there's a lot of tactics that were at one point, the new shiny object and now become a staple. So you have to figure that out, right? But this, this idea that um, you're just going to know what it is and do it sets you up for failure. And I'm not saying you want to go into projects or a business with, well, let's hope this works because I never do. Every time I tried something, I was like, this is it. This is going to be the thing. But you know what, you guys, I can tell you that probably deep down in my gut somewhere, I didn't, I knew that it wasn't going to be the thing. And I don't know that I even buy the one thing, right? But I do believe there are pivotal, pivotable, pivotal, pivotal. <laughs> wow, this is going to be a long hour, guys. Um, there are moments in our business that you just know, right? So for the sake of giving you guys something really tangible, I want to list a few of the things that I've gone all in with. And actually, I just realized something else when I said that, that didn't turn out how I hoped they would, right? So first of all, let's building websites, right? I need to stop doing that, right? 
I don't know where when I started adding that to the end of every sentence. <laughs> Building websites. We all know is never really what I wanted to do. I've talked about it a million times. It, however, and bear with me because this is all kind of off script, but building the websites gave me, brought me to the WordPress check. WordPress check brought me to the brand. The brand brought me to the podcast. So I love doing that. I don't know about you, but it's kind of fun sometimes to look back and see the sort of if this and that, if this didn't happen, then would this have happened? And obviously we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know, but I'm at the place in my life where I can pretty much see the blessing in everything. And I tend to get there sooner. Uh, Here's a little non sequitur too, is you guys know I've had some, it's been a really hard, actually a couple of years for my son. We're totally over that hump. He's doing well. Well, why can't I talk today? He's doing really well. We're in a great place. And it hit me the other day that the stuff that's been really hard in my life And I'm not talking just about losing my husband, guys. I'm talking about business and money and just self-doubt and all that stuff that just didn't bring me to my knees because when you've had a a big loss, like someone you love, it's hard to equate, right? But it doesn't mean it's we still don't have our own shit show at different times. But I realized what I've gone through and being on the other side of – of having learned from those experiences and and gotten to a place where, holy moly, the judgment has has really eased up. We're all our own worst enemies. I said that earlier, but I was really judgmental of myself and would get myself coming and going. So it was a no-win situation. And I can see elements of my son doing that, but to be able to actually share real things and thoughts and feelings that I had with him I was like, wow, would I be as empathetic? Would I be able to give him what he needs had I not gone through that, right? So I believe in all that. Okay, let's go back to my list here. All right, so building websites, we know I didn't want to do that. I did a video club membership with somebody that kind of took off, um, but also wasn't really something I wanted to do. And shut it down. I mean, it sold, it took off, all of that, but it was... It just wasn't right. And I'll tell you what, because I'm going to talk about partnerships too. That person was a friend and a partner. uh, Just, I don't mean like romantic partner, um, but he was somebody I did a lot of stuff with. And I can tell you, he's one of the friendships that went sideways and just, that's okay. But (laughs) everything I did with him didn't work. Now there's two people in this equation. So this isn't about, it was his fault, but not learning where partnerships just should not exist. It took me way too long to figure that out because not having that friendship in my life, I get way more done. And I also don't have someone to go to for my pity parties, really, to be honest with you. There's a difference between needing someone to talk to to talk through something and someone who is their own victim and stays there. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Creating an outsourcing company. Never wanted, that was never on the plan. I that I fell into that through offering coaching. And a lot of people I was coaching had similar businesses to mine where they were WordPress site builders. Developers didn't need the outsourcing, obviously, but WordPress site builders, and they kind of fell into it too. Then they realized, oh, you have developers and designers, can I buy time? And, and it, it, it happened. Learned a lot. But also, I realized, wow, I kind of feel like I'm <laughs> in a 
different management position is all I'm doing, which I'd spent so much of my adult career in retail management before starting my business and didn't want to be managing people. I did, I, not me, I had developers do WordPress plugins. We had one for webinars. It was called Webinar Engine. And it was a great idea where basically it was webinar pages. Um, you could, we had templates, but the webinar page would generate. It linked to, uh, I believe it was just go to webinar was the only webinar player at the time. If that tells you how long ago this was, uh, go to webinar. It linked to, and like, I think we had five email service providers or CRMs, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, PayPal so that you could sell a live training, right? And this was done with that other person. And here in my heart, he worked his butt off on that too, because I didn't want to go into text files or correcting and just, uh, just didn't want to do it. Right. Um, and that's the same thing, which is kind of part of what happened with lead surveys and the SAS. I can't look at the code and tell somebody if it's right or wrong or good or bad, or I have no idea if the progress on something and the hours it takes to complete something is legitimate. Here, let me give you a real life example. When I way back, uh, I was a district manager for a bookstore chain and I grew up with them. Another thing, you guys, I, I fell into too much stuff. And at this point in my life, this is where I, where I came out to draw the line in the sand with the, the client work. But because it was it was like a high school job. I was working in a bookstore and then I just kept getting promoted and was managing and opening stores. And then I was a district manager pretty young. And the thing is though, none of my store managers could tell me something could or couldn't be done because I had all done their jobs, right? So I was like, this is doable. You can get this done. And I know we all work at a different pace. <laughs> and trust me, Kim in her late 20s, early 30s was kind of a ball buster. <laughs> oh goodness, I look back and it's amazing. Uh, people liked me. Employees who did their jobs and worked liked me. Those who tried to work around it, eh, never liked me. Anyways, uh, so that plugin, we had some people buy it. We started working on it. But all of a sudden, with any software, and any of my friends out there who have done software, or whether it's a plugin or SaaS, lots of supports involved, right? And all of a sudden, this person, i.e. me, <laughs> who didn't want to be sitting in a project management tool at night, posting tasks and following up and testing and checking was doing that tenfold. I uh, also had a plugin developed. This was way back when Gumroad first came out. It was called Gumroad Email Connect because Gumroad didn't have a way to capture email addresses. I was like, this is dumb. Then somebody I connected with was like, oh, can I see it? And they then ended up kind of pilfering it, but that's okay. I didn't want to do it. Um, I did high ticket offers for the sake of high ticket offers. So when I started doing coaching, it was weird. I didn't even know. I don't even know what I called it, you guys. It was like a digital strategy pack. I don't even know. I don't remember, really. <laughs> but this is when I first got into that mastermind, which, again, amazing experience. Tons of great relationships. Learned a lot. Got over a lot of my issues around pricing and charging. Um, but it was like I was trying to make a square fit in a hole, right? A round hole, square peg, round hole was totally what I was doing there. Um, I also produced a movie in 2010. I don't know if many of you guys know this. It was called Women in Business 2.0. You might be able to find the trailer somewhere. There's some big female internet marketers um, in that. And it consumed a boatload of time, energy, and money. And I don't think I recouped my costs at all. <laughs> it was pretty expensive because I, I, 
that was something that I pushed, meaning I should have really, I spent, well, side note, the people that were supposed to film and produce it, it was kind of this barter arrangement. The guy tells me a week before I have like 10 interviews (laughs) scheduled to travel to, like go down to Southern California that he's moving and selling his house and let me show you how to use the camera. (laughs) You guys, nothing like, you know, trial by fire. So there we go. I had to learn how to do the mic and the, everything. It was crazy. Um, but I, I thought it was going to be huge, you guys. I really did. I thought, wow, it was uh, – we sold a physical DVD. And it – some people supported it. Some of the women didn't even acknowledge that after the interview. It was, it was a big learning experience, and it choked. And it also sent another friendship sideways um, because I think – it was someone that not partnered, but was taking care of all the affiliate stuff. And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into that story. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, again, multiple partnerships started and stopped. And I think that I played the safe route with this too much, you guys. It's it's really easy to partner with somebody that you're friends with. But I think you need to look at the track record. And there are three specific friendships that I'm thinking of. And in the entire 10 years that I've done my business, only one of them actually has stuck with their own business brand. The other two were always doing something else, complaining about client work, but never producing anything of their own, never building their list, never marketing, never, you know, constantly in that, oh, I want to work on my stuff, but I've got clients. So it, I should have known, but I was scared. And please, again, I am not exonerating myself from those things going sideways. I didn't have the backbone to stand up though and say, this person might know what they're doing, but they don't do it, right? And because they were, both of these people were like kind of go-tos if I got stuck technically. And I learned a lot from both of them and both had the skills and the knowledge, but it's not enough, my friends. Um, What else? Done for you podcasting service. I have to tell you that I probably enjoyed that the very most because clearly I love podcasting. I believe in it. I believe in the medium. I believe in the relationships, the friendships, and it's it's so um, – I don't want to say that it's intangible because obviously you can download an audio and listen to it, but the benefits of it are pretty intangible. And I had some sponsors and uh, got clients, uh, podcasting – not podcasting clients, but from my podcast have gotten – you know, I had gotten web clients and coaching clients and all of that. But um, the podcasting service was fun simply in the sense that I believed in it. We had a system dialed down. This is when uh, my bestie was my project manager. Super great at what she does. Really helped me put together systems and, and processes. And we had documents and emails scheduled. It, it it worked really well. But again, I would rather be the star than the producer, right? And it was profitable, you guys. Way more profitable than websites. But I digress. And then, of course, my most recent um, thing that didn't turnout and I had gone all in with, and that was lead service. So you guys, and that's just a sprinkling (laughs) of what I can remember off the top of my head. There have no doubt been lots more that I'm either blocking out or they didn't cause enough drama (laughs) in my life for me to remember, to be honest with you. You know, I'm going to do this course. I'm going to put this out there or you put out random offers to try and bring money in, which I'm just going to tell you that never works. At least not for me, because at the core of my being, I don't think it's going to work. I don't believe in do this to make the money. If you want to do that, start watching Gary Vee's Trash Talk episodes. I freaking love them. He literally goes garage sailing, buys stuff, flips it on eBay, whatever. And if you don't want to do that, 
because I haven't hit that point. I'm simply going through my house and like, what do I need to get rid of? I put it on Facebook Marketplace. I think I made like 200 bucks <laughs> in less than 30 minutes for a few different items. And I was like, this is fun because I've always been the, I love to go to the dumps, the Goodwill, get rid of stuff. Anyways, really, you know, what I realized as I was writing this list and, and planning this episode is that there are a few running themes among all these projects that that caused them not to come to fruition. But the main point is that they all required something of me that I wasn't willing to give, that I didn't want to give, right? And again, there, there's plenty of other reasons, but on a personal level, I mean, I could go through each of those. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to. I don't want to. And I feel like a pissy toddler right now. But I've never been afraid of hard work, you guys. I mean, clearly, right? Like I was working full-time retail, nightmare, right? Um, 60 plus hours a week, easy, at Christmas time, raising my kids by myself. I didn't, I would work overnight because that's when the store was closed. So I'd get a couple people to come in and we would get as much blitzed out at night because I wanted to get the work done. And so it's not about doing work for me, but, or I mean, it's not about me not wanting to do the work. It's about the work that I was doing, right? And that's where, um, here's a little other, another off script, meaning no reference in the show notes when I say that, because obviously I'm not reading this. Having a conversation with a friend on Messenger last night and I hope he listens to this because he's going to know <laughs> this is for him. And it just kind of, I don't want to say bared his soul, but he um, had put something out looking for feedback and just said, you know, I'm, I, I have to be honest, like I'm really, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing because I don't have messenger open, just frustrated to no end, tired of what he's been doing. I can't, I'm not going to go into any details. It's not my place to tell his story, but then said, I have this picture of doing this. And I was, I, I thought, oh my God, that would blow up. And I know I'm not, you know, Nostradamus here, but it's something that's really, really needed. It's something that's needed. I I would pay for that. I would love to have someone do that stuff with me. Anyways, you'll probably hear more about that way down the road. But, you know, there's, we pay a much bigger price for doing work we don't want to do because we justify I've spent all this time, money, energy putting this out there. Kind of like, you know, guys, when lead surveys went kaput, wow, I'd been talking about that for a freaking year and a half. Screenshots, sharing, exciting. Oh my gosh, all these things. And so there's this, your ego says, oh my gosh, total egg on my face. But the truth is, every time I step up and, and, share or say or show this sucked. <laughs> I hope it gives someone else permission to say, okay, I'm not alone, right? But this is all where my FOMO, the fear of missing out comes into play. Because it takes massive courage and bravery to be an entrepreneur today. I mean, of course, it always has. But there's a different level of courage required when the world has access to you and your brand at their fingertips 24-7, you guys. I'm sorry, I just got to finish this coffee before it gets cold. <laughs> no matter what is going on behind the scenes with other people, it always seems like someone else is doing more, having more fun, better experiences. They're connecting more. They're accomplishing more. They're showing up more. You name it. Everybody else is more than us, right? 
And here's the thing. My logical brain knows that regardless of what I see, I'm not getting the whole story. We get the highlight reels. And, well, I mean, there are people that definitely share the, uh, this broke or this didn't work. I mean, and I'm not talking about the people that dump their personal drama on social and to each his own, right? I, I wouldn't do it only because it keeps me in it longer. Um, so, but, but that piece of it, it's like, you see what people want to show you, you know, here's, I'm going to do another little story with my son. As we were going through a lot of this stuff, uh, one day we were, uh, we were sitting in the car, I think we were waiting for my parents or something. And he was really down on himself. Like, God, I keep screwing things up and I keep doing this. And I said, you know what, hun? I said, everybody makes mistakes, has challenges, frustrations, things they they feel I screwed up on. And I literally went through a list of things of people that he knows that he would never know. And it was a very, I trust him. That wasn't like, oh, I'm breaking a confidence. But I had to say, this person experienced this. This person experienced this. This person, and he sat there like, oh my gosh. And, and so my point, especially for teens today, I mean, you see what what people want to show you. You have no idea what's going on at home, what's going on behind the scenes or whatever. So as adults, like logically we get it, right? But the little kid in us gets worried or feels left out or, God, I'm not doing enough. So in the last month plus, I'd say, I have been really focused on the Content Creators Planner, which I'm going to get into a little bit further down more. I know I mentioned it, but... The thing is, I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, which is my everything I've done has brought me here moment, right? And the truth is, I only have so much time of the day, just like you guys. But for all that is good in the world, my ego still thinks I should be doing more. Fortunately, at this point in my life, I've learned not to feed that voice. But damn it, if it is not like a pesty little fly that buzzes by your head and you have to swat away, right? It, it just keeps doing that. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. You're focused, you're getting the work done, you feel fired up. But yet, because the work you're doing isn't something that other people can see just yet, it feels like it's not enough. Because while you're doing your behind the scenes stuff, you see somebody releasing something or marketing something or publishing, whatever it is. You see other people showing up, traveling, going to events or doing <laughs> whatever it is that is your, <clears throat> you know, niggly that gets pushes your buttons. Um, it feels like it's not enough when you see what other people are doing. And, you know, or maybe there's other areas of your life that are suffering because of your focus. You know, but then you see everyone else getting up at 5 a.m., going to the gym, meditating, journaling, and knocking out half their to-do list before you've even had your first cup of coffee. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, I had fast food twice. Or, yep, didn't take the dogs out again tonight. Right? So those things happen. But it looks like everyone else is sticking to their morning routine. And I'm not knocking morning routines, you guys. I'm still trying to find my happy place with it, to be honest with you. Um, but that's okay. So it's it's just this maddening thing that we do to ourselves. And, and I'm not talking about what other people are doing. I'm talking about the judgment we make about ourselves for not doing or being 
something else or something more. Even if we know we wouldn't be so hard on ourselves if we weren't paying attention to what other people are doing, right? I mean, think about it this way. If you couldn't see, if you like you if you had a job, and, and I know this is a really hard stretch here, but it's what came to mind, and you went to work and you did your work, you wouldn't care what Bill, you know, three doors down is is or isn't doing because you don't know. You're not you're not aware of it. You're not conscious of it. But yet we get to see how everyone else is progressing all the time. And I, I I believe in accountability. It works for me, but I do it in a safe manner in that I I share accountability with people I trust who can help me hold account hold myself accountable, be honest with me, but also not mean, if you know what I mean. So, you know, for what it's worth, I'm certainly at a point in my life where I don't lose sleep over this, nor does it get me off track, but it's still there. And with the amount of emotional and mental struggles that entrepreneurs deal with, it simply felt like it was something that needed to be shared. So, you know, I, I it's crazy. Another side note, I was talking to another friend. <laughs> Sounds like all I do is talk to friends on, on Messenger. Um, but he had shared this really public post about some mental health issues and was in a funky, dark space. And I, anybody watching the entrepreneurial space, you know, you will be blindsided because someone takes their life or they go get a job or you thought they had it all together. And we see that. And that's part of why I do these solo shows is this is, it was fun. Paul he's like, Oh, I love your solo shows. They're like therapy. I'm like, it's total therapy for me too, to get this out. And my hope is that it resonates with you guys. And, you know, I'm feeling a little bit squeezed right now, excuse me, with all that has to be done. And then the fact that we're about to roll full swing into the holidays, right? I'm recording this. Uh, tail end of the second week in November. Uh, But it's okay. I love what I'm doing. So the work fuels me. I've given myself permission to stay focused. I could definitely use a little less outside commitment, (laughs) meaning, and it's none of this is overwhelming, you guys, but just lots of helping the family out with things um, in terms of picking up my niece or my brother's car broke down. I went and picked him up or helping with my aunt or what can I, all those little things because I have the most flexibility. Now, I could absolutely say no, but what's more important to me is that I'm more committed to staying at peace in my life so that I can say yes to supporting my family. Um, And you guys, I'm not being a martyr here. Trust me. My family is amazing and is always there for me. Um, But my responsibility to myself is unwavering right now. Instead of beating myself up for the things I'm not doing, like going to the gym, you guys, I don't know what happened. That just went sideways years ago. I I mentioned this in the last solo show, super unhappy with my weight, but it's like, well, just next time. I can't, I can't go into a a spin about it. I need to not judge, do the best I can, you know, get back into whether it's just walking the dogs a couple times. It doesn't matter. I'm like, settle down, girl, just move on. Um, But instead of like doing that beating up of myself with the things I'm not doing, I'm really celebrating the things I am doing. Here's one. I have been meditating for over a month, you guys. This is the longest I've stuck with it. And it feels friggin' amazing. One day it might be six minutes. The next day it might be 15. It it totally doesn't matter. It grounds me. And I know that it's a huge factor in what is helping me to move through everything right now. I have actually gotten on a better routine with walking my dogs and getting enough water, getting enough sleep, all of those, those things that it's... Um, so... 
I, I literally am writing down every day. I've got this little tiny notebook. So I write down how many minutes, the date, and it's it's getting me excited to the point where you guys, they're not, it's a lot long. It's like I said, six minutes, 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. I'm doing it and I have my own process. Um, and I crave it. I, I never in a million years thought I would. I knew it was beneficial. I think I've surrendered, right? There's, there's way less resistance to doing it. Um, and you know, so it's, it's, really celebrating what you are doing instead. There will always be more you can do. Um, so I can absolutely I can absolutely start to feel when I need to take time for myself. And I think the meditation is helping that because I'm much more in tune. Um, it might just be going to a movie, checking out for the night, or not making plans. Who's I talk? Oh, I think I was talking to Jody about this yesterday about being extroverted, introverted. And we were talking about this. And I heard a word recently called ambivert. Have you guys heard this word? It's someone who's kind of in between. And I'm I would have always said I'm an extrovert, but the older I get, the more time I require to myself. And I think it's because, well, many reasons. Um, but really, like, my brain is on all day. Anybody that has, you know, their own business, it it never <laughs> leaves you. I'm totally using my hands. I wish you guys could see this. It's always there. So you don't have this turnoff switch necessarily. So I find that taking the time to say, ah, now I don't want to do anything social or, you know, with the holidays coming up, I have no problem. Nope. Don't want to do that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't want to do, you know, multiple Christmas outings that are just going to cause me stress about time. What do I wear? Blah, blah, like all those little things will pop up. Right. So doing these simple little things for myself is what keeps me going. Instead of beating myself up, um, I acknowledge that these things are required to keep me doing what I'm doing. Just like gas in a car or food for fuel, right? Those things fuel me on an emotional and a mental level, and they're absolutely necessary. So my hope for you with this segment of the, the podcast today is to step back and you got to get really real with yourself. You have to be honest and say, it's enough. It, it really is enough. And what happens, what I have found for myself is that when I do that, all of a sudden, there's all this, um, I don't, the niggly energy is gone. And I just go, just take care of it. Just do the task. Like, dumb thing. But <laughs> I had done an extension on my taxes, getting a refund back. Somehow I did something stupid with missing the um, healthcare statement, which I have in my hands. And so instead of getting the refund when I thought I was, oh, I get a letter from the IRS telling me, oh, we need this form and this form. Great. I've got this form. I paid for extra stuff with TurboTax. I was on TurboTax on the phone with them for an hour and a half last night. Still not resolved because I have to, doesn't, it's a, it was a tech thing, right? I'm like, okay, I had to download the desktop software, kept crashing. I'm like, all right, we're going to leave this alone tonight. And I thought, oh. My son's got PCs. So I, because I did, I Googled, I think that it was a Mac crash. So I'm like, all right, let's revisit this tomorrow afternoon when you have time. One day is not going to make or break it, right? Moving on. All right. So now let's switch gears. Drum roll, please. Hopefully you guys heard that. I was doing my fingers on the desk. My first physical product. So I've been talking about this, um, I've, not a ton, but you know, a decent amount um, over the last couple of months. 
And this is really where the majority of my focus and energy has been going. But holy moly, (laughs) this is exciting. Uh, Before we get into the actual product, which this is not a secret, it's the Content Creators Planner. It's a physical content planner. Um, I want to point out a few things because so often we think we need monster years to do something to get it off the ground. This is what I was talking about earlier. And this has absolutely not been the case with this product. This is the idea whose time has come. So I've been playing with this idea in my head for, I don't know, last year or so. Probably, here. this is really fun. And I'm just going to point this out. This is an off script. This is the magic that happens when you're not in resistance to things, right? I, I launched the Content Creators Facebook group a um, little over, oh gosh, a year and a half ago now. But I, at the time, when I launched the group, was thinking I'm launching a software company, right? Okay. So I wasn't attached to what content creators evolved into. I just wanted to do it and I wanted to have fun with it. So there's that piece. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, God, had I been attached to making this happen? But the other piece that fell into my personal life over the last year and a half is I really got back into art and creativity. And I'm going to get in a little bit, which was always a huge part of my life. And so all of these things were just sort of working in the background, happening. I wasn't attached to them, so I had no resistance to anything. Um, but this this idea whose time has come. I had been playing with this idea, like I said, in my head for the last year or so, but I didn't really feel like I had permission to do anything about it because I was working on lead service. And I had a responsibility to someone else, right? But as soon as the decision was made to shut down lead surveys, it was kind of like the sky opened up. Um, And I talked about the journey with lead surveys. I've linked to that podcast episode. I have no regrets. I mean, have you ever heard the saying, I know you don't regret the things you do. You only regret the things you don't do. I try to live by that. So originally I told myself that I would revisit the planner in 2019. Like, oh, you got Creators Nation membership, right? That's just on the tail end of its like second month or whatever. Um, And... I thought I'll I'll revisit this in 2019. And then I had a conversation with someone and brought it up. They were an artist and someone that was on my list, we connected and I felt this nudge like, "Hey, would you want to do this with me?" And and we didn't know each other prior to this call. Great person. Um but I don't know, a few weeks went by and I just got that niggly feeling like probably not a good fit. And it wasn't that they weren't capable or there were any issues, but it was more life stuff, you know, his schedule and his time. And it just, it was, it was just a gut feeling, right? So um, I made a difficult decision, which would have taken me months before. And when I realized it, I made it pretty quickly. I said, you know, I think I need to take this back and just do this myself. He said, I'm sorry to hear that, but I understand no hard feelings. Um, And then I had one of those, I could have had a V8 moment, right? which for those of you who are not in the United States or too young to remember this, uh, V8 is like a vegetable drink. And the commercials were like, you know, somebody's eating something and they have this like, they would literally, I could have had a V8, right? I did a pop sound. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I could have had a V8. So that was the moment, right? I, I had this moment of, um, hello, you already know someone that you can do this with. And this friend is uh, Jody Hirsch. And Jody and I have known each other, gosh, I want to say, five, six-ish years now online. But she is a trained graphic designer, like 25 years in business, knows print design as well as digital design. 
what the bucket. So here's there's here's how this has all come to fruition, you guys. I took a leap of faith and it, it came to me and she was away on a two-week European cruise, but she was it was kind of a work cruise sort of. So I'm I messaged her all, hey, would you want to do this? Either can I hire you? First of all, do you know Adobe InDesign? Yes, no problem. Like, can I hire you? You want to do this with me? Yes. <laughs> like she answered right away. I'm all which is she's like, I want to do it with you. I'm like, fantastic. So um you guys, I will forever, Jody. If you're listening to this, I will forever be grateful that you just blindly jumped in. I mean, I know you know me and everything, but um, you know, she's got a successful business right now, and but would also like to pivot out of heavier service work. So that was literally just this past August, you guys, when the decision was made. Now, this is where. <laughs> the speed at which this actually has come together blows my mind. And she was kind of hard on herself, like, oh, I'm sorry, because she got some uh, initial calendar pages out, and then got kind of slammed. But I mean, she literally had been gone for a while. and And I'm thinking, I'm not one to complain. Because you took a leap of faith, you jumped in full force. And I I trust you will get to a point in your life, I hope for everybody that you just you trust the process, you trust the timing. And I just did. I'm like, it's happening the way it's supposed to. I'm not going to go there. But I kept checking in and she was like, thanks for checking in. So um, as soon as it started coming together, uh, just it started taking a life of its own and it really grabbed a hold of both of us. So I started st- sharing screenshots of some of the pages in the Facebook group and on my pages and the feedback has blown me away, which of course gave us more momentum, right? Uh, before I go on, and I, I want to explain in a little bit more detail what this actually is, and you'll you'll definitely get to see it pretty quickly. So patience, young my my young Jedi. If you've not seen this physically or any of the pages, it's going to be out there really quickly here. Um, but uh, it's what this is. It's a physical planner for mapping and planning your content. We've created it as a quarterly planner, and before I move on with that. Let me explain that I, this is something I want you guys, I would find when I thought, okay, I I need to plan my content better in terms of, don't just like, trust me, you guys, like I love to sit down and write what I'm feeling or thinking or whatever and run with it. Or, or I find a tool or something happens and I just want to share it. That's always going to happen for me. But really, this is marketing. There's no, like, just fly by the seat of your pants anymore with content, right? And so this is something I wanted, (laughs) which has been most of the things that I've tried to create. It's like, I want this thing. I physically want this thing. And I'm so going off script here. Where am I at with time? I'm sorry, you guys. But let me back up to this inspiration piece. This is how this is going back into the magic that organically starts happening in the background if you are willing to trust. Okay. My aunt had introduced me to the bullet journal of, of, and we were talking and I was like, huh, she explained it to me and she had, she had gotten it. And I was like, wow, I like it. So I ordered a bullet journal. It's the dot grid and I started implementing it and it didn't take me (laughs) too long to go. This is not for me, meaning the structure of it, right? Like creating an index and numbering the pages. And I thought, but I love that I'm writing with pen and paper again. I mean, I do at my desk, like to-do lists and stuff, but I, so I was like, you know, I'm going to have a little bit more fun with this. And so I got some colored pens and I started having fun and I literally took the bullet journal and I would do 
a, a business strategy map one day and the next day I would write about my feelings. The next day I'd write about what do I want? What are some goals I want? Or I would do a whole page on money and a book I had read. It didn't matter. I, I wasn't attached to it. But I fell back in love with the pen and paper piece. And from that, friends were like, oh, look at this, look at this. And I went into this entire rabbit hole subculture universe of journaling and planners and you know people with million subscribers on YouTube channels of watch me do my November spread and all this. And I thought, holy moly. And, and so I had gotten into watercolors last fall. Next thing you know, I'm getting into pens. And anyways, so, but all of that, when I started doing that, I didn't have an idea for a planner in my head at the time. I was just having fun. So, okay. So it's a quarterly planner. And we did that because personally, planning and mapping out content for a year or even six months, I don't think that's necessarily realistic. Um, it might be different. And obviously, it's not that it's not doable. But for myself, I know that I can't tell you what I want to write about in six months because things change in this space. And I tend to work from inspiration more than just this. So the idea of 90 days is super manageable to me, right? Um, so the purpose of the planner is to get people to start thinking of their content from two perspectives. Is this valuable to my audience and how will this drive my business? I.e., how will my content start bringing me leads and sales? So here's just a, a little bullet list of what's included in the planner. So this content strategy map, uh, there's this. There is a content strategy map, place to do content goals, monthly campaign goals, a content checklist. And I want to say we've got eight different types of content, literally. So it'll be, so like as a blog post, you'll see H1, heading tag, and then we tell you what it is, subheadline, headline. Um, you know, so we went through and it's like, here's here's the things you want to make sure you're including in a blog post, right? Um, what else? Uh, monthly statistics. Oh my God, these pages. I'm so excited. Quarterly statistics. There's campaign and funnel tracking. We want you to put those on your uh, calendar pages. Um, so did I do the calendars? Oh, that's so funny. So there are, there's a monthly calendar and then there's a weekly calendar. And it's... <laughs> I'm just so friggin' excited about this. I literally feel like a little kid. Um, where I did overshoot this ambitious <laughs> project of mine um, is that I thought it would be easier to produce in terms of the actual printing production. Uh, but fortunately, this is where all the hard work and relationship building over the last 10 years is paying off. I've tried a couple sources for printing, and somebody that I like and respect a lot is a print broker. Um, the printers that she was connecting with were... Uh, in the United States. And some of the pricing, I was like, that just seems high. And or they can't do this, or it has to be done this way. And I just thought, ah. because this is going to be um, like a faux leather, you guys like a charcoal gray, I want to emboss the cover we so we know what we want. I don't want this. I didn't want to do spiral bound. Um, I'm not a huge fan, I will use them, obviously. But then we thought, okay, maybe we need to do spiral bound for the first time anyway. So I, you know, this is maybe where ignorance wasn't bliss. But um, again, this is how everything is lining up, guys, with this project. So I have this connection call with a friend of mine, and we hadn't talked, I don't know, probably since last fall or whatever, but, you know, stayed in touch online and another online connection relationship, right? Totally spaced <laughs> that he helped people publish books and do book promotions and all of this stuff. And 
helped market uh, John Lee Dumas had done his Freedom Journal. So my friend, Tom, and Tom works, if you're listening, you're a rock star, thank you, gets me connected to a couple printers. Boom. Long story short, it, we are printing it overseas, but it just completely has come together in this crazy short amount of time. And so we're getting pricing back. Um, all it, It's just, I, I, I'm floored, right, at who's showing up, how it's showing up, because the printer can do everything, including fulfillment, and it looks like it's going to be a good price. So I will share more about all of the production side of stuff with a physical product with e-commerce. You guys, this is all so new to me, um, how it's working and what we're learning, because I know this is just the very beginning. And all of the journey, just so you know, I'll be sharing all of that through Kim Doyle and with the podcast and on my site, um, because obviously we, you can go to contentcreatorsplanner.com, get on the notification list, um, but all of the content on that site is really going to be focused on how to use a planner, on our customers using the planner, content strategies, um, and I'm not going to be the only voice creating content with this brand. This is a completely separate company. I don't want to – we're doing this, you know <laughs> – this is going to be done differently. This is a separate company. Um, so the behind the stuff, behind the stuff, the behind the scenes stuff is happening under Kim Doyle. Um, and we have no doubt that the core planner is probably going to change and evolve once it gets into people's hands, which is also the benefit, right, of creating a quarterly planner, but it's going to be easier to get updates to people that way. Um, but already we're like, wow, we could do this product. We could do this. It, it's crazy how the momentum is just beginning the momentum. And fortunately, I'm not, uh, we're just like, let's get this done. Let's get this done. And so just to give you a little <laughs> kind of in the back of your head, process-wise, where am I at? Today is November 8th. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to get into this, but the Kickstarter, we're planning, we're, we're launching this with a Kickstarter, November 26th, might end up being a week later. We're still shooting for the 26th. Um, but what I'm excited about also is that we will have a, free customer portal, like a membership. It's all through Kajabi, which I love and adore. And oh my God, side note, I am interviewing Jay Cron, uh, the president of Kajabi. Um, gosh, that's next week. So I'll be sharing that. I think we're going to do a live stream via Zoom and it's going to be a podcast episode. So there's that. But um, we want to make sure that people that we're engaging and we're getting feedback. And so the customer, as I was telling you guys earlier, we have these checklists in the planner. So instead of just, I I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this yet, but sort of the over the head camera shots, right? I want to do some live streaming of how I'm using the planner and my thought process and what it looks like. And then we'll get customers and stuff on. But the membership will be the digital piece of it. So we'll show you Okay, now this is how you format a blog post, or these are the, and whether it's behind the scenes, technical, in a dashboard, promotion, tools, whatever. Um, so that's all going to be in there and it's just going to be free for customers. And so the the customer training and portal will be going uh, after the first of the year. The goals, I'm going to get into the Kickstarter here because now I'm going 12 ways sideways and I actually did write this out. Uh, so let me explain to you uh, Kickstarter. Wow. Obviously, you guys, this is not, you guys have all heard of Kickstarter, uh, but this is coming together pretty quickly too. We've been planning it. I've been doing a ton of research, but this has to happen quickly. Uh, why, you might ask? Because clearly that's how Kim works best. <laughs> all joking aside, we want to get the planner into people's hands in January, right? There's this momentum that happens. It's the first of the year. It's it's 
That's when people want to do business planning and all that stuff. So we're working on the video, getting the storyboard pulled together, planning out the project page and the rewards, doing outreach. I've got a decent amount of support lined up for the, for for this already with friends, um, but that's pretty much going to be my life in December is pushing the Kickstarter. And literally everyone's going to hear about this. Um, and I have to figure out how we're going to do this. But just as a side note, if you're, th- if you're listening thinking, well, I don't really want one or I want one, how else can I support you guys? <laughs> I think we're going to do... I don't know what we're going to call it, like a scholarship, right? Because I know that I have people in my personal life that will have no use for this planner, right? My parents, as an example, um, or family and friends that are not marketing and or have businesses. But what we'd like to do is set up sort of like a, I don't know what going to call it, scholarships only I can think of, where somebody who maybe doesn't have the funds to get a planner, they can create a piece of content go and say, this is why I think I should get one, why I deserve one, how I'm going to use it, uh, why I want one, whatever. And then so the people that fund planners to give away to work so that they can give them away, right? Clearly, I can't find the way to phrase this. But it's like a scholarship. So then we'll, we'll don't we'll give away planners to people who say they want one and don't have the money to fund it. Because other people are funding it who don't need a planner. Wow, that was really <laughs> a mouthful. So I apologize for that. Um, so like I said, the goal is to launch the Kickstarter on November 26th, which is pretty much like a minute away, but that's okay. In a worst case scenario, like I said, it gets launched a week later, but the target's the 26th, which is actually Cyber Monday. I don't know if that's crazy or not. Uh, and it's going to go for 30 days. With all the research I've done with Kickstarter, you know, the shorter campaigns tend to work better. Um so, so we'll see you guys, you know, um, we've literally, you know, we're not totally sure we haven't firmed up the funding goal yet, but we have a pretty good idea. Uh, we obviously need to cover costs, but we have to build in a little bit of a budget to push it after the first of the year as well. And we are estimating, I, I want to say the specs are that we're looking at a thousand planners for the first print run. Um, so that's what the pricing is going to be based on. So that it's, you know, backing into a lot of this guys and, it's very interesting. If you've ever thought about doing a Kickstarter, I'd recommend looking now. Um, and they have a whole how to run, just Google how to run a successful Kickstarter. But but Kickstarter itself has tons of articles and whatnot, and which has been super helpful for me too, even in terms of, you know, we'll get this funded, how do you disperse the funds? Meaning I think when we launch the Kickstarter, we need the business account, check it, all that stuff has to be set up prior. So um probably because of time, it'll just be a partnership at DB, doing business, you know, at DBA, um, and then we'll get the corporation fall, finalized after the first of the year. But um, it, it's it's been a lot to take in, but it's exciting. And I'm really, really happy about this. Um, you know, so um, coming back full circle to why I feel like everything I've done has prepared me for this. Because wow, that was a fast hour. Um, it's I'm in awe that this is literally bringing together a handful of things that I love that brings me joy into one product, right? I was telling you guys, like my love of art, I've gotten a little obsessed with the brush pens and lettering uh, and painting. I was mentioned I got into watercolors last year, but truly the majority of my childhood, I thought I was going to be a graphic designer. That's what I wanted to do. Most of my free time was spent doing something creative. I I would spend hours just laying in my laying on my bed drawing drawing, drawing, drawing. Um, in school, I did a lot of posters and creative projects and whatnot, but, 
But I mean, I took art in high school. I was my, was it senior class with publicity? So I would do posters, big, huge posters for events and all. It was fun. I adored it. Flyers. That's, yes, that's when we had to do flyers, you guys, for all of you who <laughs> are too young to know that. Um, even like music. I was involved in music from the time I was like, seven to 17. I played piano for 10 years. I was in a children's choir. Like, I have. <laughs> a huge creative bent, right? And so it's just, it's been fantastic. I had my scrapbook store, right? I I designed font stickers there. So all of these things, you know, I it hit me. Wow, like I'm having fun again using colored pens to map out my content marketing strategy. Those little things bring me joy and fuel me to do more. So, um, so taking all of that and then I get to add in creating content, content marketing, and then marketing in general, right? Because now I get to market the planner and we have a podcast plan for that brand. It's called Creativity Published, which I'm really excited about too. It won't be just me. Um, but, you know, we'll be doing live streams and podcasting. I'm excited to to figure out, uh, like the way my friend Rita does it, where you're doing, you know, filming, live streaming, drawing and planning and mapping, that kind of stuff. She's doing it, painting and, and doing her artwork journaling. But, um really figuring all this stuff out. And, you know, you know that we're going to birth some hashtags for this brand. Obviously, everything is content is going to be relevant there too. But um, I I just, I don't know that I could have painted a better picture, honestly. But I guess on some level, this vision has been inside of me, right? What I will tell you, though, is that when I let go of the resistance, this has been, wow, I'm sitting here realizing it's been the last two years specifically is when I made a real conscious decision to stop doing site work. And again, back in my head, I thought lead surveys was, was that's when lead service was coming, was being birthed. But it's, it's just trusting that flow. And even though we were doing that and it was coming up, I did content creators and went where my heart wanted to go. And you guys, I've bootstrapped my life. You know, so here my heart, this has not been like, I'm not sitting here like a trust fund baby. Like life is easy. It's It's been tough, but I, I really think it's going to pay off. And I can tell you all the relationships and connections and friendships that I've made a priority over the last 10 years, because you guys, you cannot do this alone, um, are going to come into play here too. I, I believe that I'm a giver. I like to highlight other people, share what they're doing highlight them. Uh, and I have no problem. I feel so good about this. I have no problem saying, will you support this? <laughs> um, so anyways, you guys follow your hearts, follow your hearts. I think you'll be surprised at what shows up. As always, thank you for listening. This has been whew, a wordy show really fast. Out, You can tell I, I do get <laughs> excited. I just, I can't help it. I'm like that I don't know, a little kid who walks into Disneyland the first time, you know, you just can't control it. That's how I feel right now. And for that, I'm super appreciative. So I love you guys tons. If you've not left a review in iTunes, of course, it would mean the world to me. And you can get on the early notification list for the planner. It's contentcreatorsplanner.com. Um, and I'll be emailing and sharing and live streaming and doing all that stuff all through December when the Kickstarter's live. Uh, sharing some behind the scenes here as well. So until next time, guys, have a fantastic rest of your day, evening, morning, whenever you listen to this. All right, guys, talk to you soon.